Hello, welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder Rock Creek Edition. You can take a look at this Nissan on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we go. All the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to talk a ton about this Nissan in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Tom, you're here today to talk about the 2022 or 3, I don't know what year it is, Nissan Pathfinder, the uh, the all-new Pathfinder. Not only the 2023 Pathfinder, but the Rock Creek Edition. So it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit more um, off-road ability, I guess you'd say. It's, uh, it's a fun package. It looks rugged, uh, some beefier tires and uh, rugged-looking rims. So, yeah. Tom, what's the brass tax? of this new Pathfinder. What's going on under the hood? What's going on under the skin? What's uh, what, what's going on with this thing? The widely regarded uh, VQ engine that we are all going to miss so much when the age of internal combustion comes to an end. And uh, this generation of engine family has been powering Nissan Maximas and Altimas and um, all of the Nissan SUVs, um, all the Infiniti Sport Coupes and, and the sedans, uh, the G's, the Q's, the M's, all those. Uh, anyway, so love this engine. Uh, the the VQ has always been uh, whisper smooth, but always capable, uh, ready to jump on a dime. And so, yeah, uh, it, it still does its job very nicely in a vehicle the size of the Pathfinder with three rows, uh, 259 pound-feet of torque. Uh, you have nine-speed automatic transmission, just a, a really comfortable uh Nice vehicle for tooling around town and also um, for the road trip. That being said, Tom, you take us on a quick little walk around of this lovely little, uh, well, I wouldn't say little, it's big. It's a fairly big vehicle and this big Rock Creek Pathfinder, which we're going to go to right now. We are here walking around the Nissan Pathfinder Rock Creek Edition, the 2023 model. Of course, you know the Pathfinder was new for the 22 model year. Uh, here at the front of the vehicle, You'll probably notice, and it's also at the back of the vehicle, the new Nissan logo. Uh, the font is quite modern. Uh, you're not going to, you know, you'd have to study it to realize, oh, yeah, that is a that is a new logo. But there's a, there's a nice color wheel around it uh, that is kind of off-white. Uh, and I've seen this logo with different colors, not just a, not just a white accent uh, that is a circle around the logo itself. Uh, nice glossy black um, plastic grill and uh, the LED headlamps, LED tail lamps. Uh, the, the headlamps are nicely stretched around the corners uh, and then the, uh, the turn indicators and amber lights also stretching very tightly along the roof line or along the hood line. Uh, very attractive overall at the top of the vehicle. As we walk around the back, uh, the uh, tubular roof rack, very rugged. Heavy duty, uh, you know. This is this is a tube that's almost two inches wide in diameter that that is anchored at four points uh, on the roof and very durable. It's got uh, three cross members and uh, could could easily handle a couple of bikes up there. Very rugged. Um, 
my neighbor was really quite smitten with this vehicle. He came over. He wanted to talk about it immediately. Um, and uh, this is someone who isn't all that interested in cars. My wife liked the car quite a bit, too. So um, there, there's just something about the proportions of this vehicle. It's, it's just a, the right size. Um, big enough for three rows, uh, but not too big to be uh, ungainly or, or to be you know, unwieldy, um, hard to handle. Uh, a couple other features I wanted to mention. Uh, yeah, this has LED fog lamps. And also, uh, thank you to Nissan for the remote engine start system as it gets cold here in Michigan. That's a really nice thing to have uh, when you're outside the car, when you're at home. Uh, let this thing warm up before you get in. And on the inside, uh, the heated seats really work. Man, talk about bun warmers. Uh, this, th Yeah, when you have it set at three clicks uh on the uh on the seat warmer uh it's gonna it's gonna warm you up pretty quickly so be ready to turn it down what your neighbor felt and what i feel similar sentiment i think this thing does look really good but unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's uh, consumers are responding well for whatever reason uh yeah you could say that you could say that the car has been in the market now for what a year um and guess we were, I, I was expecting it to be doing better than it is uh, as, as I'm looking at the awards intelligence segmentation data. So this would be the large cross utility segment. Um, it is lagging. It is down quite a bit. Um, the giant in the segment remains the Toyota Highlander with 164,000 units. Meanwhile, the Pathfinder, and that's through the first nine months. Uh, and meanwhile, the Pathfinder is at 38,000 units. So, and then in between those, uh, you have the Chevy Trevors at 70,000 units. Now that, um, well, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But uh, in addition to that, you've got the Honda Pilot down at 73,000 units. Now the Honda Pilot is going to be going up because we've got a new Pilot launching. Um, so that's, you know, that that number is not going to stay down at 73,000 units next year for the pilot, I would imagine. Um, and then, of course, uh, th this this is really surprising to me that the Pathfinder uh, has been outsold in those first nine months of this year by the Subaru Ascent at 46,000 units and the Volkswagen Atlas at 44,000 units. Now, um, I've, I've always thought the Pathfinder had had pretty good traction within the consumer market but uh this this is showing me otherwise um I, I didn't think that the volkswagen atlas would be outselling the pathfinder at this point so maybe maybe they've had some issues uh with the launch for nissan so maybe we're going to see some better numbers um you know after the first of the year perhaps uh, and, and then also um key to mention that uh in this whole segment now we have the Hyundai Palisade and the Kia Telluride. Uh, and the Palisade at 64,000 units through the first nine months. The Kia Telluride at 73,000 units through the first nine months. I mean, that is not a, that, that's not just like step, you know, uh, uh, kind of stepping gingerly into the pond. That's diving in headfirst uh, and, and really making waves across the entire segment. So a lot happening here in this segment. And I'm, I'm surprised that the Pathfinder hasn't, uh, hasn't gained more quickly. That being said, Tom, uh, you take this out on a quick little drive. And I'm sure the folks are very interested in seeing how this thing drives, considering we both like how it looks. So let's take this out on a quick spin. We are here behind the wheel of the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder Rock Creek four-wheel drive model. 
So we are going to now take this vehicle for a ride. And uh, it's important to note that there are, of course, settings in the Rock Creek Edition that lets you uh, dial through. And it's, 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 it's a dial right down uh, by the driver's right hand. And uh, there are a series of icons that make it fairly uh, self-explanatory. Um, most of those settings I found, uh, once you dial into them, uh, the shift points come later, the accelerator pedal feels heavier. Uh, when you're in sport mode, uh, you know, as you would expect, uh, the engine is a bit more responsive. I didn't notice any change in steering, although I, I found the steering to be quite responsive um, in all the settings. So I'm going to put this into sport mode right now and we will take this for a ride. Let's hear this 3.5 liter VQ. Very smooth, very responsive, linear acceleration, sounds good, you know. <laughs> We have to enjoy these in, these internal combustion moments while we can. So yeah, this is sport mode, and I'm going to uh, dial up the fuel economy right now. Let you know how we're doing. Here we go. All right, so I mentioned the fuel economy rating for the Pathfinder with the V6 engine is uh, 20 in the city, 23 on the highway. Uh, in this case, I am getting, after driving 183 miles, 19.2 miles per gallon, which uh, is not spectacular, but pretty much what you'd expect in a vehicle that is this size. Very enjoyable to drive and even though Nissan loves its JATCO continuously variable transmission this particular Pathfinder has a nine-speed automatic not a CVT and I think the nine-speed auto adds a lot to the ride experience We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about Road & Track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, Road & Track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. What a trip indeed. On a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile. And the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder Rock Creek Edition is no exception. So Tom, I must ask, I beg, I plead, tell me, what is the essence of this uh, Pathfinder, what, what's its result that true? Why would anyone buy this thing? The essence of the Pathfinder is for somebody who needs some utility in their lives 
might want to do some weekend adventuring, uh, and they are just looking for something different in the marketplace. There's a lot of um, variety in the segment. You got Honda Pilots, and you got Toyota Highlanders, and Subaru Ascents, Volkswagen Atlas, um, Hyundai Palisade, Kia Telluride, Chevy Traverse, all these vehicles that are selling in higher numbers. But to be honest with you, I, I mean, I've driven just about all these vehicles within the last year or two, and I'd say this Pathfinder is extremely competitive. So, um, yeah, its essence is um, standing on its own and um, really nice interior, very comfortable interior. Let me just say this, uh, Wes. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, we did a quick spin about the Infinity. Um, I was going to say the FX, but no, the <laughs> QX55. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I know how you pine for the old FX. Uh, but the difference to me between those two generational vehicles uh, where the Pathfinder has has the totally updated interior, uh, you know, human machine interface, infotainment, more responsive, better system, better voice activation, better graphics. Um, it just that that whole it, it, it felt like like more than one generation improved from the QX, which is a more expensive luxury vehicle. To the Pathfinder, so you're getting a lot of money. Yes, it's it's it. Uh, let's see, this uh, Rock Creek edition with four wheel drive was uh, forty five thousand dollars and change. That's that's like the middle of the market here in the U.S. right now. What's the average price of a new car? Somewhere between forty five and fifty thousand. So this this is right there. Um, so I, I I feel like the uh, Pathfinder is is somewhat overlooked in the marketplace, and uh, so. That's a good thing if you want to be individualistic out there and buy a nice new car that maybe your neighbors are going to like. So that's my take. And that's a good take. And I'm right there with you. That being said, Tom, thank you so much for driving this thing. I know it was hard work, but somebody has to do it. And listeners, thank you for listening to this thing. Also hard work, I know, if you could. Even harder work, head over to the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, wherever you listen to this bad boy, and drop us a five-star review. Would really appreciate it. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, and I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening. And quite possibly, Happy New Year. I don't know what time it is.